Baseline to Baseline, a sports podcast with a musical twist. My name is Aiden Berg, and today I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nathan Ackerman. Nathan, how are you doing today? This is like one of the most exciting times in the sports calendar, right? We've got the NBA Finals going on, we've got the MLB Playoffs going on, college football is starting, NFL is in full swing. I'm doing great. It's a good time. Well, I mean, it's unprecedented, right? I mean, the, mm. because the, it pushed back the NBA season and the MLB season so much. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the MLB playoffs would normally be going on around this time, right? But um, yeah. the NBA being at the same time as the start of the football season is really crazy. So yeah. we are definitely spoiled uh, for choice here. I'm just happy that we're going to get one more, at least one more game of basketball before the long, long winter months uh, mm. leading up to the next season, because apparently you know, they're not going to start until January. It's also it's also been um, it's great to be back. Baseline to baseline has uh, missed a beat or two over the last couple of weeks, and love the music had, metaphor. I've just, I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten so many texts over the last couple of weeks, some some emails, some calls. It's like, dude, what's going on? Like, where's the pod, um, listeners? Your your appetite is being fulfilled right now sated is being huh sated is that is being sated sure or your thirst (laughs) is being quenched but i don't like that as much um so it's great that i i should have actually led with that you said how am i doing i'm saying b2b is back so therefore i'm wonderful that's that's a good point we are very happy to be back uh certainly and we are going to uh use that momentum to jump into our first segment of the day which is the NBA Finals have been extended by one more game, as we said. Uh, Miami Heat beating the Lakers 111-108 to Friday night in a very, very uh, competitive and dramatic game, I would say. Maybe, prob- maybe the best of the, of the finals so far, probably. It was, it was, it was a good time. Guys making uh, huge buckets down the stretch. LeBron and, and Jimmy Butler going at each other. AD playing his butt off even with a injury to one of his legs. I don't know which one it was, but he was limping around for most of the night. It's just, you know, that's what finals basketball is all about. So it was a, it was a really fun to get, game to watch, and we are going to talk about it and, and what we think might happen with the rest of the series. So, Nathan, I, I guess I want to ask uh, the first thing. There's been a lot of talk about LeBron passing that shot up to to Danny Green for that uh, play that Danny Green missed on. We are not going to talk about that because LeBron was, is always was, going to make the right play. Yeah, and that because was he was right being play. he was being triple teamed. People wanted him to take like a fadeaway hook shot that like he had no angle on and would certainly not have gone in. They would have for sure lost the game rather than passing it up to a wide open Danny Green for a wide open three, which he pretty much always makes. So yeah, people are looking for, if people are mad about that, they're looking for reasons to hate LeBron, which I get. It's, it's fun being a, a, a contrarian sometimes. I was saying, cause um, LeBron missed that like half quarter right at the buzzer, you know, just throwing up a desperation heave when the game was pretty much over. And I was like, um, I was watching the game with some Los Angeles Lakers fan, and I was saying, like, man, LeBron missed the game-tying three at the buzzer. Like, is he a choker? Is he clutch? <laughs> is he even close to the GOAT? So, oh, my God. Uh, I'm definitely one of those people, but obviously I said it in jest, and, um, yeah, uh, way too much hype over that play. 
Yeah, what I wanted to actually talk about, and, and we took a, like a, a minute-long detour to get there, uh, talking about the thing that we said we weren't going to talk about, is the previous play before that, I believe, when Markeith Morris had LeBron wide open on the right wing. And by the way, I just want to go over this really quickly. LeBron had 40, 13, and 7 last night and added three steals. (laughs) So anyone who's going after him is just crazy. But also, Markeith Morris decided, well, that guy has 40 and is the best player in the world. (laughs) And I'm going to throw it down to an, to an injured Anthony Davis who is being fronted and I think maybe being double teamed and just loft it out of bounds yeah, so that like Miami can get the ball back. I, Twitter was saying he tried to throw it to Kobe's ghost, which was kind of funny. <laughs> I saw another funny Twitter thing, which was a, a, pic, a picture of Pat Mahomes. And it was like a tweet that was like... F it. Someone is down is down there. I'm just gonna chuck it. And usually it's Tyree Kill, but that was Markeith Morris to yeah. say Anthony Davis is down there somewhere. Um, yeah, that, that was just that was a horrible play. And generally, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty big fan of the Morris brothers. If I'm being real, like I, I have one on my team. Uh, they are I, I think on the whole they are pretty fun to root for. But they do they do you know, make some head-scratching plays at times. <laughs> I don't know how you could be a fan of the Morris brothers. <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're just guys that you want on, on your team and that you hate when, when they're on another team. Yeah, okay. Um, kind of like Draymond Green. But um, So I actually wanted to I take guess, this in yeah. a slightly... I want to take this in a slightly different direction. I've been looking forward to this um, somewhat regretfully for the last day or so ever since that, that, that Game 5. Um I wanted to make an apology that I feel is long overdue. Uh, I feel like it's becoming a common theme on this on this podcast, like me making you apologizing for takes. horrible takes. Yeah, and then like apologizing them like a, a week later. So, um, to this is to Duncan Robinson. <laughs> a couple, a couple <laughs> weeks ago on the on the podcast, I was like, you know, we were talking about about the the depth of the of the Heat versus the depth of all the other four teams or all the other three teams left at that point, which were the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Nuggets. And you mentioned Duncan Robinson, and I was like, Duncan Robinson's trash. To be honest, not a whole lot of thought went into that take. Um, you I don't sort say. Of just thought, I sort of just thought of him as, like, a boring white guy who, like, hit, shoots threes and, like, makes some of them, which is, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's true. Like, that's who he is. But uh, I didn't really give much credit to the fact that he's really good at that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about making some of them. I don't know if that's who he is. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly remember him missing in the Celtics series. Let's yeah, put it that yesterday way. Yesterday he went seven for thirteen from from three, and I feel like this is like the fifth time he's dropped seven threes in a playoff game this year. Um, Plus five so, rebounds. Yeah, you know he's he's an all around player. No, yeah. I'm not going to go there, but uh, he, he also did get to the free throw line three times, which I think like there was a point in the Celtics series when he went to the line for like his third and fourth free throws of the postseason up to that point. Mm. Uh, so maybe you know, I mean, I think it was just because he got fouled on a three anyway. But <laughs> when when you're as good at shooting as he is, uh, guys have to close out harder on you, and they've uh, he's been getting some of those calls throughout the playoffs. So. Yeah, so I did I did Duncan Robinson like I did uh, Nikola Jokic, which is like <laughs> say that they're bad because I because <laughs> you don't know, know things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and then apologize later. So at least I'm 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 owning up to that. Yeah, at least. Uh, I also wanted to just talk about 
uh, I already talked about LeBron's performance a little bit, but him going head-to-head with Jimmy Butler. Butler had another amazing game, 35-12-11 with five steals. Uh, got to the line repeatedly down the stretch, and every Lakers fan was like getting pissed off about it as if they haven't gotten literally every single call for the entirety of their existence. Don't don't even try to don't even try to come for me, Lakers fans. I will bring up all the receipts. Uh, you get all the calls at all the times. I I, I don't care. But uh, Jimmy Butler was just fantastic, wasn't he? Oh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's a stud. I mean, there's this this finals. It's like it's almost become a if you're not rooting for the Lakers, you're like a bad person, right? Because no, it know, definitely whole, has not that, been. That's that's been, how I I don't sure, feel that pressure at sure, all. Th- no, that that isn't what I believe. But that's how my my heat rooting has been received by some of the Lakers fans in my house. They're like, dude, you don't want the Lakers oh to win it. The Kobe died, and I'm like, okay. Like it's a great story, and in the end, I probably do want the Lakers to win because I am I like that whole storyline thing. But I think it'd be way cooler if the Heat were to push it to a game seven, and you know we were to get a Jimmy Butler game seven versus LeBron game seven matchup with all the added storylines that you that you want to that you want to talk about. I mean, Jimmy Butler is like take what LeBron's doing in these finals. And like knock it down a tad, and you got Jimmy Butler. I mean, these guys are just going at it. It's um, it's a battle like I've never really seen. I mean, you know, they had there were there there were the classic KD LeBron finals battles. Yeah, but what the are you that, talking the about? The way the way that I'm I'm saying the way that like the way that Butler is carrying his team right now, right? KD didn't really carry his team because you had Steph and you had all these other guys. I mean, as I said, Duncan Robinson's playing pretty well, but if they don't have Jimmy Butler, they probably get swept. And I don't think you say the same thing about the Warriors if they didn't have KD, right? So um, I'm a big Jimmy, Jimmy Butler fan. He's scrappy. He's tough. He is, you know, some guys just have the X factor and Jimmy Butler has the X factor. I just wanted to bring this up because this is something like an NBA topic that I've gone back and forth on. I don't even know how many times over the years is the Jimmy Butler, Paul George like debate. And I I think at the beginning, I mean, it doesn't seem like it as much now because Jimmy Butler is carrying his team to the finals and Paul George couldn't even make it past the second round. That's the second best guy on this team. But I would say, you know, back when, when they were in the same division, George was on the Pacers, Butler was on the Bulls. Um, they were like pretty even. Paul George definitely had a better team, but his team was getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and giving the Heat like a good run for their money. And Jimmy Butler was carrying probably like a worse Chicago team, but they were still tough. They were scrappy. And he had a lot of appreciation for that. Then I think I, I, I sided a little bit more with, uh, with Butler because Paul George had the injury and he just like wasn't quite the same guy. Uh, so I, I kind of flipped to Butler a little bit on that. And then Paul George uh, got back to that super high level and was, I think, placed third in MVP last year, right? Something like that. He was incredible um, in Oklahoma City. And so at that point, I flipped back onto him. And then then now, I mean, everything just went wrong with the Clippers and and Butler is surprisingly carrying his team to, uh, to the finals and going, you know, six games now with... LeBron and Anthony Davis is just incredible. So I've definitely, I just think it's funny that I've flipped back and forth so many times on this one debate of who is the better player between those two guys. Uh, it's it's all about the playoffs, right? I mean, if there was any debate going into the playoffs, and there probably was. I mean, skill set wise, like pure basketball talent wise, maybe Paul George is the better player, right? Um, but we're talking about who's a greater player. And this is where I like to draw a distinction between greatness and or between the best and the greatest right um and in that in that 
in that greatest debate. Um, Jimmy Butler blows him out of the water. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a guy that, you know, I mean, we're sure we're talking about practice during like a regular season, whatever, but Jimmy Butler like takes his third strings and like beats all the starters. And then he's like talking the whole time. And Paul George is, you, you can't see Paul George doing that, right? He just doesn't have that. I don't even see him that. doing that in actual game. <laughs> no, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the mentality. And I don't, this is a guy, this is a guy who gets like whiny because Joe Ingles was locking him down. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't live inside these guys head. I'm not in the clubhouse, but, um, sometimes you can tell, um, I don't, I don't like to buy into the whole, like they want it more debate because like, Everybody wants it, you know. It's just which guys can thrive in that in that in that moment. Um, Fair, and that's that's Jimmy Butler. I think there are definitely guys who want it more, though. Like Jimmy Butler does want it more than Paul George does, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess, but like the it it sometimes when I hear that, like it comes off as like, oh yeah, this guy's indifferent. Like he's you know made his way to the nba he's in an nba playoff series and it's like oh now he just doesn't really care it's like okay yeah not that he's like actually indifferent but that he's relatively indifferent i guess i, guess. I would say I guess. and more to the point that jimmy butler is just a fucking maniac yeah oh yeah <laughs> that dude is crazy I, I, I thought i thought there was something so funny from his uh from his press conference last night he was talking about how um the Lakers are going to come out and play harder in the next game, and it's going to be harder for the Heat. And then he, like, takes a beat and, like, says, but I like our chances. And then he just has, like, this insane mm-hmm. smile on his face. I'm like, this dude mm-hmm. is insane. This dude is crazy, and I love oh, yeah. it. I love oh, it. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, was, he was giving some, like, post-game interview, and he was saying... I forget I forget the point that he that he made, but he ended it with that's why we're gonna win the next game. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like you're playing LeBron James, like nobody just <laughs> says that, you know? Um But I mean do you think do you think the Heat push it to seven? I think I wanna see what's up with Davis. I wanna see how yeah. significant his injury is because I mean he was limping around out there and generally if it was like an ankle sprain or something, Dude, I don't know people, exactly what people it was. People thought at first it was a torn Achilles. If that was the yeah. case, the Lakers are done. Eh, I, no, I'm never going to say that they're done when they're up in the series and they have LeBron on their team. But uh, what I would say is that if he has a sprained ankle, it's probably only going to get worse because you, you play off adrenaline for the rest of that game, and but then after that it just swells up and it puffs up and it gets way worse. So that is, I think, going to be super key. If he is... Close to 100%, I think that the Lakers close it out in the next game. I think that LeBron just has that mentality of being able to close out close out series like that. If he is not particularly close to 100%, I think he goes 7, and I would not be at all shocked if the Heat won the whole thing. Yeah. I The way I kind of see it is that whoever wins game 6 wins the series. I mean, obviously, if the Lakers win, it's over, but... So it's it's hard for me to see the Heat coming back from three one all this momentum you know the whole they're scrapping and clawing their whole way and then just lose Game Seven because that would be kind of boring. But I mean maybe it is the whole Kobe storyline thing wins out in the very end. So who knows? Yeah, maybe I would just like to explain what I what I said earlier. This is I, I'm a Celtics fan, so I've hated the Lakers for my entire life, and. The point that I have gotten to is that this is the one year that I would not absolutely hate it and hate life if the Lakers won. So that's all well, you're going to They would tie you. They would tie you me. in rings. I mean, and, 
And, you would, and that's you another would, reason why would, I can't go any further. <laughs> yeah, you would you would give them the whole like, oh, congratulations, like this is such a good story, Kobe, blah blah blah, and they would come back at you with, we have as many rings as you now. It's like okay, Lakers fans suck. They like yeah. they actually, and this is everyone. This is I feel like you've done this too, but everyone is like, oh, well, the Celtics won eleven championships when there were like eight teams in the league. The I Lakers won five in another f-ing city. <laughs> Those don't even belong to Los Angeles. Those belong to Minneapolis. <laughs> okay, come on. It's the same franchise. Yeah, but they were one... I mean, come on. Don't act like this stuff isn't regional. You root for the team that is in your area. None of the people... First of all, none of the people who are Lakers fans now are have any sort of attachment to the city of Minneapolis, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just not the case. I feel like that's a just as big if not a bigger deal than winning 11 championships in like a different era when they were one in the same city as the team is still in though you know why lakers fans are often so annoying and unbearable because it's their natural tendency because many of them and this might segue into our next topic are dodgers fans dodgers fans (laughs) are the worst um, yeah, but let's talk MLB. We're actually not going to start with the Dodgers, I don't think, because I want to. I want to keep railing yeah, was, at a team at an organization that I absolutely despise. And you know, it's a good day for 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 me because none of my teams are are still in the playoffs. Uh, Cam Newton might not be able to play for the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore, the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, so it's not lovely for the Boston teams. But the teams that I hate. They lost last night, and that includes the New York Yankees. And I would just like to point out, Nathan, you had an apology earlier in this podcast. I would actually like to ask you for another one, because I was right about the Yankees. And I don't know as much about baseball as you, but I was right about the Yankees. They are some choke artists. Everyone's talking about how much talent they have, and they can't get it done. You know, they're weak. They they are moving backwards as a franchise. So I want an apology, or at least I want an admission that I was right. You are not going to get that. Um, there's Neither of them? I wasn't even right? Well, I'll explain. Because I I'll was explain. right. The Yankees as a whole, I still don't think are chokers. And the reason why is that I think you can pin that label almost squarely on a roll as Chapman. And this is what I tweeted shortly after the game. And um, like nobody liked it, which is fine. I don't really care. But anyway... Um, I like it after I the was, podcast. Don't worry, buddy. I got your back. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I was rooting for the Yankees because I like Aaron Boone and um, it, Aaron Boone went to USC. He's, he's me and him. Are, I have my, my profile picture on Twitter. I put that in my tweet also. Um, so I was, and I like Aaron judge. I like Garrett Cole. I was rooting for the Yankees to get it done. But if I had known that a Yankees loss would be via an Aroldis Chapman meltdown and yet another blown postseason game by possibly the worst human in baseball, uh, I would have been very on board with that. So I was very on board with the way the Yankees-Rays game ended. Um, Aroldis Chapman, I, I, I'm sure m- many of you know the backstory, but the Yankees and Rays have been playing beanball for like two years. And beanball is one thing when you're throwing you know, 91 at a guy's back. It's another thing when you're throwing 101 at his head. And that's what uh, Aroldis Chapman did to Mike Brasso back in, I think, July or August. And, um, you know, Mike Brasso obviously did not like that because that could kill one. And so he steps up to the plate in the eighth inning, works a beautiful 10-pitch at bat, and takes him deep. And he's asked after the game, you know, they say, this is this comes, you know, a month or two or three after Aroldis Chapman threw 101 mile an hours, miles an hour at your head. Is this sort of a, 
you know, revenge kind of thing. And he said, no, no revenge. We put that in the past. We're just trying to win baseball games. So I thought that was an interesting battle between, like I said, maybe the worst human in baseball. Um, and it seems to me to be one of the classiest guys in the sport. I mean, if that was me, dude, if that was me who hit that home run <laughs> off of Chapman, I'm spouting the bat flipping. Like, I'm, go- I'm going crazy. Um, <laughs> And I also read that he like he wasn't drafted in, in uh, 2016, and it's like a 40 round draft. So when an undrafted guy you know makes a mark like that in the playoffs, that's just cool. So the way that that game played out was just awesome. Um, and as I, I also tweeted this out, but I think collectively, uh, I think there are a lot of people that are very happy they don't have to choose between the Yankees and the Astros in the American League Championship Series. And I'm sure you are one of them. Yeah, yeah, I, okay, so the first thing that I want to get to is uh, talk, just like a, one more thing about the Yankees, because one of the uh, previous guests on this podcast, my friend, Bobby Kirschenbaum, had a different take from you on uh, on what transpired with the, the whole Aroldis Chapman thing. He said that Aaron Boone is the worst manager in baseball, because he left Aroldis Chapman in for too long and as someone who is it who literally I, I mean I guess roots for the Yankees in, in large part because you really like Aaron Boone I don't understand rooting for the Yankees if you're not a Yankees fan it's just completely I, I, I just don't understand it I, I don't understand it and nobody should understand it but what do you have to, to say about that take it's it's a bad one Bobby I, I apologize but I mean Chapman came on with two outs in the seventh inning. He strikes out Brandon Lowe, who's been cold for the last couple of months, but he was like an AL MVP candidate for the first, you know, like 70% of the regular season. He comes on, strikes him out, and he's gone 0.1 innings with a strikeout. Now you want him to be pulled? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean... He, he, said, it was, uh, he said it's psychological. It's... it's stop. No. It's... <laughs> it, sure. I mean, his postseason struggles are definitely questionable, um, but if you if you go back, it isn't always about leaving him in for the extra inning. I always come back to the 2016 World Series, um, Indians-Cubs, when Aroldis Chapman was a Cub. He came on in the eighth inning. The Cubs were winning by three, and he ends up giving a three-run home run to Rajay Davis, right? That ties the game. At that point, everybody's thinking the Cubs are going to lose. Chapman, blo- Chapman, Chapman blew it. Um, they leave him back on to pitch the ninth because, yeah, he gave up a game-tying three-run homer, but at the end of the day, he throws like 101, and he pitches a And you're assuming that the game needs to go into extras for you to win, so you need to get a little bit of extra mileage out of him. Yeah, and he pitches a a 1-2-3 ninth, and the Cubs end up winning the World Series. So, again, yes, postseason struggles are, are, are concerning. Chapman has struggled throwing multiple innings over the course of his career, but after you throw, you know, you face one batter, you strike him out, you go on .1, innings you you have to leave him in to face I mean to face everybody in the eighth inning I mean and that's what ended up happening and aside from the from the from the Brasso homer I think he 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 faced five batters that game when he got four of them out so he was effective otherwise um and even the pitch he gave up for a homer was a hundred like on the inner half he was just a really good piece of hitting so yeah yeah from Mike Brasso who is now a hero for all of America not only because he took down a role as Chapman but because he took down the Yankees the evil empire yes sure um (laughs) so yeah Chapman obviously we love to see him struggle um but I don't think that was Aaron Boone's fault where where Aaron Boone did mess up that game though was I think it was the sixth or seventh inning uh, Kyle Higashioka was pinch hit for by Mike Ford, right? Which 
on on a you know on the grand scheme of things doesn't really look like that big of a deal. But what that ended up doing was Gary Sanchez had to had to had to come in and catch Kyle Higashioka as like the Yankees' best defensive catcher. He's a very above average defensive catcher, and then Gary Sanchez is like probably the worst defensive catcher in baseball. And it's not like you're getting much of an upgrade with Mike Ford up there. I think he struck out at anyway. So. That was a pretty boneheaded move. People were saying Gary Sanchez is probably going to lose this game off some defensive blunder. It didn't end up happening. Um, although, actually, if you go back, if I know we're, we're really getting deep here, but if you go back to, I think, the third pitch of the Brasso at bat, I think Chapman threw an outside slide, or no, he threw an outside splitter, a, a new pitch that Chapman's been, been, uh, been throwing. And... It was like it was close. It was probably off the black, but but it was received like really awkwardly. And if he if he received that better and maybe like dragged it over the corner of the zone, if he was a better you know framer, he might have gotten that call. To he strike. was just better at catching, basically. Yeah, and then Brasso doesn't go deep, so that's kind of splitting hairs there. Maybe wouldn't have been a strike either way, but um, I don't know. It, it that hindsight it, that wasn't a great move by Aaron Boone. Again, Aaron Boone, you're still my guy. Well, I would just say that uh, America, you can rejoice because the Yankees will once again not be uh, advancing in the playoffs, and that is always a beautiful thing. So let's jump into the other, uh, well, the the playoff series in the MLB that are going to be happening. And, you know, let's stay in the AL, actually. Let's stay with the Rays and the Astros. And you're going to be mad at me for this take, and I don't 100% believe it myself. There's just, I have a small, very tiny amount of appreciation for the way that the Astros are playing right now. Yeah. See, I do too. Because, um, let, let, let me explain. Let me explain. I don't like the Astros. I don't, I, you know, you could say I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, of course, I'm supporting the other, the other cheaters. I don't like that the Red Sox cheated either. I, I, I wish that they hadn't. I would, I would almost prefer that they hadn't won one cheating than if than that they had won one cheating. Uh, even though the Red Sox didn't do nearly what the Astros did. No, it wasn't even close. And, and so, you know, that's what everybody might say. But I've had enough experience rooting for teams that people try to to downplay to understand and appreciate when a team kind of like bands together and just tells the entire world to... Yeah. <laughs> I just I have an appreciation for that. I don't like the Astros. I don't want them to win the series. But like I I respect I respect the fact that they are not that they that they didn't fold under all of this scrutiny and pressure and all of the hate. And instead they are playing so much better when it actually matters. Because they entered the playoffs as one of the, like the, what the two teams in the entire thing with a losing record. They didn't they play did. well this season. Yeah. And everyone was talking about, oh, well, you know, what happens when you don't get trash cans to help you out with hitting, which is true. And they deserved it. But they've also responded in a really you know, strong way. Two things can be true at once. Um, the Astros cheated in 2017. Their championship and their legacy is forever tarnished. And everybody on that team just sucks, like from a human standpoint. Um, the other thing that is true simultaneously is that the Astros are a good baseball team. And do I think they would have won the World Series in uh, 2017 had they not cheated? Maybe. I mean, it went seven. It was close. They certainly would have gotten there because they outclassed the rest of the league. They were clearly one of the two best teams in baseball. Um, so the Astros have always been a good team. And right now they're playing with a chip on their shoulder that I've never quite seen before. And 
it, it's they also seem like they've reined themselves in a little bit after the Astros swept the Twins. You can, I mean, sweep you know it was two to zero in the best of three wild card series against the team that hasn't won a, a playoff game eight, since yeah, like two thousand eight. Straight eighteen straight <laughs> postseason game losses, not just series, but game losses. That's really embarrassing. Um, Carlos Correa. That was, was my World Series pick. <laughs> Carlos Correa was giving an interview and. He said, a lot of people hate us. A lot of people don't want us to be here. What are they going to say now? <laughs> and nobody liked that, right? That no. was the wrong <laughs> thing the, to say. That's the meme. That was nobody the wrong liked thing that. To say. That was the <laughs> r- absolute wrong thing to say because you can still say a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, you go on the road, right? You're playing a Twins team that, again, had lost its previous 16 playoff games. And the Twins, like, they were fine, but they were not that good. The Astros beat them twice, right? Now, all of a sudden, they've escaped the wild card series. So now, <laughs> who's talking? Who's laughing now, right? Well, at that point, it, we still had the right to bash them for using the trash cans and doing what they did. And um, we still because, do, and we will yeah, forever oh, we still, we still totally maintain do. that. <laughs> yeah, and after, after they beat the A's in four, which... It, it hurt a little extra because the A's are my second favorite team. Um, so that, that, that kind of sucked, especially when the A's were like, um, before the series, they were like, we, we, we want to play the Astros. We want to show them that we're the best team in the AL West, which, um, yikes now. But yeah. um, Correa was asked, are you guys sort of using all the outside hate as uh, motivation? And he said, no, we're, we are using, you know, our whatever, our desire to win baseball games. We're teammates you know all the cliche lines but he didn't say what are they going to say now blah 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 I still hate Correa but it seems like they sort of have toned it down a bit which is good because they were being quite tone deaf at first still want to see them lose of course um, but it's always been true that the Astros are a good team they have good players they have good offense they can pitch um, and I think this also speaks as to why the expanded playoffs were a good idea this year because if they didn't expand them the Astros wouldn't be in and I think the Astros are clearly one of the, you know, four or five best teams in the American League. So they should have been banned. They sh- they should have received his you know disqualification from postseason play this year altogether. But now that they're in, I guess all they can do is try to win games, and they've been doing a good job of that. Yeah, I don't know if there's all that much else to say about that series, honestly, because well, it's just it's like the Rays are probably the best team in the American League and the Astros are the hottest team with the most to prove so I don't know who's I don't know who's going to win that series like I've I, I want to say Astros in seven but I could also see Rays in seven I think I think it goes seven either way but I don't know are we headed for the ultimate hate oh, rematch of the Dodgers versus the Astros? I want to get into the National League because you said the Astros are the hottest team in the AL the Rays are the best team in the AL the Braves and the Dodgers combine those two things they are both incredibly good and they are both incredibly hot i think i have something that uh the braves have not only not like lost a playoff game yet but they haven't won by less than two runs since the first game which is pretty cool and the dodgers have also swept through the playoffs and they just got done uh with a padres team that is really good and that was completely outclassed by the dodgers uh from what i could tell so nathan what? How excited are you for this series? Is that level of baseball? I have to think is just going to be so high. And I have to say, I think whoever comes out of this series is the one that wins the World Series. Yeah, I, it's going to be an incredible series. The thing about the Braves that really pisses me off, but also I I, I respect, 
is that their starting pitching this year was just depleted. I mean, guys were getting hurt left and right. Even going into the playoffs, they were they were kind of hobbled. That was supposedly going to be their biggest question mark. Let me let me read you off the number of runs that the Braves have allowed in each of their five playoff games. Zero, zero, five, zero, zero. That's incredible. I think I saw something like the Braves have the best like starting pitching starting pitchers combined ERA throughout the first, you know, three or five or whatever playoff games in MLB history. I, I might have botched that, but the point is they're up there in some impressive stat. And um, that's something that nobody saw coming from the Braves starting pitching. And um, right now, the Braves starting pitching has to be better than the Dodgers starting pitching, right? So that's going to be a battle. And um, I don't know, Dodgers in seven, but I could see it going either way. But do you think that, that means that the performance is not like maintainable or yeah. repeatable? Yeah, I I think it's more of an anomaly than you know a projection. I don't I don't think that's going to continue. I mean, Ian Anderson's good, um, Max Fried is good, but they're not going to throw shutouts every time they you know take the mound. So, but it, it's hard to see them getting shelled at this point. I mean, the Dodgers rake, so they can shell anybody, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the Braves have been hitting hitting the ball too. Um, Freddie Freeman's a stud. Travis Darno, like, what is going on with him? Where he's like, he went six for ten with two homers in the NLDS, which is like, it's Travis Darno. Like, why is this happening? Um, that happens so sometimes, the, right? Who's that? Who's that guy on the uh, on the Mets in like 2015 who just randomly became good? Oh, oh. Um, and then he was on the Nationals. Daniel right? Murphy. Daniel Murphy. Yeah, Daniel Murphy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, that just kind of happens. Sometimes. But those are those are the things that scare you when yeah. you know it isn't just Acuna and Freeman. It's guys like everyone Travis else, yeah. and it's like okay, that's, and everyone that's is just hot at the same time. Play. Yeah, but the Dodgers don't really have that guy because everybody's just good, <laughs> which is <laughs> so which when is they're a, a good problem so, to have. <laughs> yeah, so when they're when they're eight hitters, when they're eight hole hitters mashing, it's like oh, that's to be expected because he's a beast, you know. So. Um, I have an interesting but not altogether important prediction for this series, which is that I feel like the scorelines are going to be just all over the place. I think that we're going to have probably like maybe like one blowout each way. I think that we were going to have at least one game where both of the teams go crazy at bat. And I think that we're going to have a game that ends in like two to one because there's just talent all over both of these rosters um, so that they can get into a pitching duel. They can get into a home run duel they can get into just raking it to every part of the field i think it's going to be a really fun and kind of like variant series too what do you think about that yeah i could definitely see that happening i mean the thing about these teams is that neither of them have any holes right starting pitching bullpen defense offense they pretty much do everything so i'm sure we're going to see some slugfest some 11 to 10 10 to 9s i'm sure we're going to see a two to one or you know three Four. I don't know. I mean, we might even see a ten to two if one team just gets hot, but I'm sure the other team will gonna is gonna answer with like a eight to you know one the next game. So I mean, we'll see. I think it's gonna be a great series in the end. I think the Dodgers' experience wins out. I think the Dodgers. I think both teams do everything really well, but the Dodgers probably do everything slightly better. I mean, that so, run differential from from the regular season in a sixty game absurd. season is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So, you know, I'm going to go... You asked if it's going to be a rematch of the century. I'm going to go yes. I'm going to say Dodgers and Astros both win in seven. Um, only because 
for the Astros only because they're so hot and they're so so motivated. Uh, I don't think they're a better team than the Rays at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I, I wish I could disagree with you because it makes for better content, but. I I just I want I want that so badly. I want the Dodgers and the Astros to get that's gonna be so much fun. In general, I've been picking even regular season football, but also postseason basketball over the MLB playoffs so far. But if it's Dodgers Astros, I am watching every single second of oh, yeah. every single oh, yeah. game. I'm gonna watch the pre show. I'm gonna watch the post show. I'm gonna put off assignments so I can see everything that's going on. Put off my schoolwork. I don't care. I just I want to consume every single second of that. There's bound to be a benches clearing brawl. Or oh, it has to be. I would love it. Let's get it. Let's get it on. I love oh, it. Yeah. Let's move on to our song segment of the week, Nathan. I think that you may, may have said something previously about uh, getting back to pop music. I think we maybe did that last show. It's been two weeks since our last show. I'm a little I'm yeah. a little bit off. But I know before this show, when we were preparing, you had yourself on mute. And you were singing along to something very passionately. And I couldn't hear you. So I was like, Nathan, what's going on? And you're like, oh, yeah, I was singing this song for this week. And I was like, oh, no. So, Nathan, <laughs> what are we doing? Sometimes we have really explicit podcasts, right? Where where you and I just throw f bombs left and right. That's that's been what this. This one has kind of been that way so far. Yeah, so it's it's fitting that the song I had planned for this week is "You" by Lily Allen. Um, (laughs) I thought it was going to be CeeLo Green. I was like, I've definitely heard this song before. (laughs) You you know you might have heard this song too. It's not like it's not you know one of my underground Selena Gomez type songs. Like it's 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 been it's been out there. So it's 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 you by who you said? Lily Allen. Okay. I'm excited for this one. Love an explicit song. I so I'm ready whenever you are. All right, three, two, one. Also, this was the part you were singing? Yes. Oh, key change. Alvin and the Chipmunks are on this song now. (laughs) With a slightly different message than their typical content. Just a little bit. Ooh. You're already in a war. Listen. Pop, pop, pop. This is a banger. I like this. <laughs> Aiden just gave the zoom camera the double bird as he was jamming along to the chorus for all the listeners. That is a uh, that is a bouncy song for uh, mm. for the subject material. <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't know if I've ever resonated with a line more than "Do you really get a kick out of being slow-minded?" <laughs> that resonated with you. Yeah. Why? Not in like a hateful way, but sometimes I feel slow-minded. You know? <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know if you were like, everyone around me is slow-minded, or if you were like, <laughs> I am slow-minded. No, it was it was self-deprecating. But you're not, yeah, you're not slow-minded in that way, so. Yeah, I would hope not. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I was expecting that to be kind of like a throwback to whatever that like heavy metal song, death metal actually. Mm. Uh, just given the song title, I did not expect it to come in with like a bouncing like obladi oblada <laughs> piano. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was cool. I liked that. Um, I mean, it's a little. It was a little. Um, it was a little on the 
on the poppy side of things for me. It was a little, maybe like a little too like bubbly, but I also, I think I understand that like, it's supposed to like be that like kind of funny contrast between yeah. like saying you to everyone for being like racist and homophobic. And I mean, let's just point out right now, the, the, the purpose of the song is great. Don't be racist. Don't oh, be yeah. homophobic. Oh, yeah. If you are no, those, don't things. do those things. And I think I get that the contrast is supposed to be like that, that funny thing between like the bubblegum pop kind of thing and, and the very, very aggressive message. And I, I guess I want to pitch it to you with just this last statement. This song was ahead of its time. I see more of this kind mm. of like very much outspoken about these hateful behaviors. I see that a lot more nowadays than i did in 2009 which is when the youtube mm. video is from i'm also assuming that's when the song came out yeah um my my biggest takeaway was like whoever ticked her off bro like, up. like yeah. <laughs> yeah like dude i i assume it was some dude you do not like, send for lily allen <laughs> no I don't. you don't so i'm sure a lot of people learned their their lesson that was, yeah, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> it was, I mean, just getting into like the actual song elements. I do, I do like it. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I, maybe I'm, I'm just being too negative just because I, I come into this segment always assuming that I'm going to be negative and that I should be negative. And in general, I've been very much right about that. I did like the song. I just think that, I guess I'm going to get to my grade like pretty quickly here, but uh, for it to be like a solid A, it needs to be something that I am going to like add to my playlist and want to like play over and over. Um, or maybe not over and over, but like something that I would want in like my, in my playlist and something about like, if I'm like walking to class or something, uh, which I don't think I'm ever going to get to do again, but <laughs> if like, if like, if it just comes up when I'm like walking somewhere, um, I'm just like, yeah, man, bump this. <laughs> and I don't know if this song quite reaches that level yeah it see it's it's a good like specific mood song but also it's kind of weird because like i don't know you can be like romantically frustrated um and you can like turn on this song and it's like it's it's a good way to vent but then it's like you know the the, the message of the song is like you you're a racist homophobe yeah so, that's not quite why it's I'm a very upset. specific like, like <laughs> yeah. kind of you right yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know, just some of the, like, their, my favorite line probably was, there are people like you that need to get slew. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> I didn't wow. hear that lyric, that's awesome. Yeah, no, you were, I think, I think you were like, you were talking about the previous line when that, when that, when that line came up. Um, yeah, that's. But yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, story. okay, that's the last thing, because obviously we like to go into the lyrics on this, and I can't be too specific, because this wasn't like a lyric video, I don't have the lyrics up in front of me, but some of the some of the lyrics in there, I mean, we talked about like the you're racist, you're homophobic, um, the you need to get slew part, um, just like no one wants your opinion. Yeah, just like owning people by like calling them like dumb and small minded. Um, that was sweet. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of an angry song. Yeah, great. So good good job, Lily Allen. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Nice. Okay. Wow. A oh, minus. should I give it a B plus? just from your reaction <laughs> no it's not just from your reaction um i just what was the song that i gave an a minus was that the lord song might have been the lord song i've been by the way i've been listening to that you know like sometimes when you like discover a new song and 
you're like, this is great, and you just like, that's all you listen to for the next two weeks. Mm, yes. I've been I've been at that point. I mean, I was I was struggling to come up with the song for for last but for you know two weeks ago's podcast, and I like found that one at the last minute. I'm like, okay, this will do, and then I listened to it and I was like, this is a phenomenal. But you hadn't you hadn't anyway. heard it before? No, 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 I had. But you like forgot um, about it. I just kind of I just kind of lost it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I think I'll go with B plus for this one then, because I don't think this song was as good as the as the Lord song. Enjoyable, very much enjoyable in a different way, but in terms of yeah. The overall quality, I would say that um, the Lord song uh, team, right? Yes, uh, team. was better. So B plus, fair. Well, you're really so stepping I'm... up your game. You're giving me some some songs that I like yeah. after. Some oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't don't worry. Well, I'll be back. <laughs> I've got right. some good planned. Um, uh, speaking of throwing punches and throwing attacks and um, ripping into people with lyrics. Uh, should we should we get to the next segment? Is there something that you want to tell me? <laughs> no, it's just you know that's kind of what I do on this podcast in the final segment. I feel like you you haven't really thrown any punches at anybody on any of your freestyles. There's like that one time when you were like, I think that you said something Aiden, about me. You're a bug. Please stop. Oh, okay. Wait, I have a story. I have a story. Oh no, um, this, this so podcast in, is already too long. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I was. We have plenty of space that we can, um, you know, whatever. Uh, I was I was on a little family vacation um, in Wisconsin last week, and mm-hmm. I was sitting around a table playing card games, whatever, with my mother, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend, right? And they started talking about the, the Jeff Passan episode rap, and they were like, pull up the rap. And I was like, okay. So I pulled up the rap, and... I played it for them so they could they could hear it back. They had already heard it once, so they wanted to hear it back, and they lost it. Like <laughs> they just lost it. Like they, but in not 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 in like a I love it way and like a I'm laughing really hard but at you kind of way. Um, their favorite line was "You're a lion." Wait, I'm a lion, and you're looking like a mere kitty. Um, they they were big. They're big fans of that one. And I think after it was over, my brother's girlfriend said like. I used to think you were lying when you said you were single, but now I believe it. And, <laughs> and I've been thinking about that for the last week and a half. Okay, I'm <laughs> very glad that you told that story. <laughs> that is... Uh, I mean, like, I guess it like, could be a compliment <laughs> if you took it one I, way. Oh, dude, I, that's, that's why I've been thinking about it. It's like, is that nice? Or was that, like, the meanest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life? <laughs> Like I did not know what to make of it. Oh man, I I hope that she said that with that with that in mind that she wanted you to react like that because that is mind games to the highest level. Shout out to her. It was really mean. It was really mean. Are you ready to hear your uh, your words that you need to work in? Okay, you said you said Eileen gave you some of these words. I feel like these are going to be really difficult words. Yeah, so Eileen, my girlfriend, gave me two and four. So the the second and fourth okay. word. Uh, and I will I will reiterate that they are hers when, when I come back to them because um yeah. Uh so number one is stater. Okay. Number two from Eileen is Trojan. Okay. And you can uh you can take that whatever way you want and I'll just leave it at that. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I uh, if we're not if we are 
if well, we're if doing the explicit show, out, so. <laughs> yeah. But if you make me bleep them out, I'm definitely going in the Trojan Horse USC direction rather than <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Number three, which is for me, and you might be kind of mad at me. It's artifact. <laughs> you might have to put two what? two different words together to try to make that one work. Okay. This might be a tough week for you, because the last word... And again, this one is Eileen, so I don't want to hear anything about this. You had the power to override it, but okay. I mean, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Number four is comeuppance. What? That's not even a word. No. You don't I, know the word comeuppance? No. Oh my god, Nathan. Dude, I don't even know what that is how do you not, not know what the word comeuppance means next word next i don't word. have another word that's your fourth word oh can you not think of words you journalism major come on i take now. them from the freestyle word generator or i take them from my girlfriend <laughs> comeuppance comeuppance look it up it's spelled c-o-m-e-u-p-p-a-n-c-e no we're absolutely not doing that <laughs> I don't know what it means. Dance? <laughs> Prance? <laughs> These are words that you could use. Comeuppance and dance? Yeah. You get mad at me for slaying <laughs> That was a stretch. Okay, um, dunce? Okay, you know what? You know what? You know what? We're going to go with comeuppance. All right. That's good because I wasn't going to give you another word. <laughs> Let's get it going, Nathan. Okay. Let's get it going. What is our beat for this week from the YouTube Audio Library? Our beat is called Spookster by Wayne Jones. Shout out to Wayne Jones. <laughs> sure. Alright, are you ready? I'm so ready. but I thought I'd put a nice twist on it, um, given how much you tried to screw me over, given how much Eileen tried to there screw me go. over there. There you go, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I thought thought it was it was valid. Um, the rest of the bars, like, they were nice. They were nice. I thought thought they were pretty nice. Um, 
you know, I never really, again, after that, like, last line of the first verse, I never really stumbled, because I don't really tend to stumble. You didn't um, stumble over comeuppance? I don't think so. I said, don't know what's comeuppance, yeah, I call it come up pants. Okay, maybe the audio went kind of weird for me, but, I mean, that's still not, it's still not great. <laughs> Like you said, it's a bit of a Did cop out, but you know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you off the hook a little bit. Um, I wanted to start with the positive, and note the Can singular. We start with the negative. No, I'm gonna start with the positive, and I want uh, to, you to note the singular use of that word, <laughs> the positive. Wow. Wow. Artifact. Was that aimed at me? Yeah. Are you calling me old? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you're my. You are one year my senior. Um, More than one year. You are of drinking age, and I am not. So, like, oh my god, it's just old versus. I'm 22, and you're still 20. You're 22. Yeah, I turned 22 in September. 21. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm 20 for another uh, three months. Wow, little baby. Um, Okay, yeah, that was a that was a that was a decent bar. A good little shot. You know, we were talking beforehand about how you don't really really shoot shots at, at people in your bars that much, but you did that time, so that's pretty good. Um, I want to, for the negatives, I want to go back to the beginning, uh, and I noticed that you use the word crater again in one of your freestyles. I know for a fact that you've talked about a crater on the moon for a previous, uh, freestyle that we've done. Maybe it was like rhymed uh, with like rocket, like you took a rocket to the moon, chilled out in a crater or something like that. I remember that. Or no, I think you may have even said that you took a crater to the moon, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, that would be awesome. That would be a thing. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. But that's something I would have. I would have said. Just yeah. too many. Too many bars. You can't remember all of them. Dude, I love the moon. Though I love the moon. I've always said that if there's one thing I want to see before I die, it is Earth from the moon. But that's that's a different conversation. Yeah. Good luck with that, Nathan. Uh, I'm try. Given the fact that the United States hasn't been there since like the 1970s. <laughs> oh well. Uh, Last thing I wanted to bring up, uh, because I'm 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 just not gonna go into come up as too much, cause come up pants like I feel like it speaks for itself, um, but <laughs> yeah, you said I, I, I would agree. Part of your part of your stater rhyme was gator, and you mm-hmm. said that they reside <laughs> in the forest. You know what you know you know what happened when I got to that line. I was like I knew where I wanted to go with it, and I was. I was just, this is going to be so embarrassing. I was deciding between forest and desert. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized that neither of them work and I couldn't think of other types of terrain. So I just. And they had to be two syllables, right? Uh, To make it work. Because I would have said safari, but that's three. Yeah. Yeah. River. Yeah. Safari, swamp. River. Yeah. River. Yeah. Would have been different. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah, so, i mean like i guess maybe a rainforest but you didn't say rainforest did you you said forest which makes me think of like minnesota <laughs> well rainforests are forests i know and, but like, like you didn't I say mean, rainforest you said forest technically technically also like i'm so i'm so versatile that like if i were an alligator i could live in the forest so from that stretch of the imagination it, it kind of works that's gonna do it for this episode of baseline to baseline <laughs> I don't want to cut Nathan off because we're already going too long. He's editing. I want to have mercy on him. Um, So you can find this and other episodes 
from this new month of October. This is our first episode of October, so uh, this will be the only one on the Baseline to Baseline October account on SoundCloud, but you can find our, our future episodes from this month there. If you want to find an episode from a previous month, you can search Baseline to Baseline. That is B-A-S-E-L-I-N-E to B-A-S-S-L-I-N-E, and then put the month uh, where the, the show took place. Uh, just put that in the SoundCloud and you'll find our previous episodes. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for listening. And Nathan, I'm, I'm going to let you have the last word as always before we sign off here. This upcoming week, we have two league championship series and an Miami Heat NBA Finals comeback. Um, and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to talk to you about it. Until then, thanks for now. Thank you.